The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Kim Strother. The Richmond Jazz and Music Festival will return to Maymont Park for the first time since 2019. Before the pandemic, the festival hosted live performances of jazz, funk, R&B, and more. This year's lineup includes vocalist Shaka Khan, saxophonist Kamasi Washington, and keyboardist Robert Glasper. Festival producer Whitney White told NBC12 that more local musicians will be added soon. The festival runs August 12th and 13th, and additional information is available at richmondjazzandmusicfestival.com. Dominion Energy held an open house at Bellwood Elementary School to discuss its proposed natural gas plant in Chesterfield earlier this week. VPM News reporter Patrick Larson caught up with company representatives and a group of protesters. Virginia's electric demands are rising quickly, and Dominion says the only way to keep up is by building natural gas peaker plants. Here's spokesman Jeremy Slayton. So they're readily available, easily dispatchable, so that way when we, when we need to produce energy for the grid, they're ready. The Chesterfield Energy Reliability Center would help power up to a quarter million homes when demand is high or on days when renewable sources like solar aren't generating power. But a group of about two dozen environmentalists who gathered outside Bellwood say Dominion should focus on developing renewables and storage. Victoria Higgins with the Chesapeake Climate Action Network says that approach likely would be cheaper for ratepayers. The other advantages of solar and storage is that It allows us to meet our climate deadlines. It allows us to preserve a stable, healthy future for future generations. Dominion's unsure how much the plant would cost to build if approved, but says it could be completed by 2027. Patrick Larson, VPM News. The first black woman to be city council president announced her candidacy for Richmond Mayor Tuesday. Michelle Masby filed paperwork with the state in August, but held an event this week to kick off her campaign. In a press release, the Democrat says she's focused on equity across the city, affordable housing and investment in schools. The mayoral election is not until 2024. The Washington Commanders football team will no longer host its training camp in Richmond. Instead, the practices will be held in Ashburn. The NFL franchise held its first practice in Richmond 10 years ago after city officials agreed on a $10 million loan to construct the training facility along Lee Street. Without a permanent tenant, Mayor LeVar Stoney told reporters earlier this week that the city will explore alternative uses for the property. I personally think that a property like that with a great amount of green space should be an inclusive community project or property in which young kids, people from all ages can actually come and enjoy green space right in the middle of the city. Richmond will continue to host events on the site and taxpayers will foot the annual $700,000 loan repayment on the property until 2033. Richmond's Department of Public Works recently published an interactive map showing how the city can most effectively address residents' top transportation needs. Ian Stewart with VPM News reports. The city's Office of Equitable Transit and Mobility, part of DPW, created the Richmond Connects map with residents' input. 
But rather than using the nine council districts, the map highlights transportation priorities across 17 different parts of the city. Here's mobility program manager Kelly Rowan. And that's going to start with kind of the equity context. So what type of people are living in this area? What were the past land use and transportation injustices? That context covers whether residents were denied services, such as mortgages through a discriminatory practice known as redlining. The report shows the top needs for pedestrians, cyclists, and transit riders, like repairing or building sidewalks or adding bus stops. The next step is figuring out what can be addressed quickly and what might take years to complete. We could do all these projects and it would take 200 years. We have to figure out which of those are the priority. Rowan says once that's done, officials will conduct more community outreach before creating a final recommendation for city council. That could come this fall. Ian Stewart, VPM News. The Richmond City Council approved a second gun buyback event earlier this week. The program aims to get guns off the street as the city deals with an ongoing gun violence problem. Participants will be able to trade in their firearm for a prepaid gift card of their choice. Some of the firearms that are collected will be made into art pieces. The event will be held at Liberation Church on Midlothian Turnpike, but the date has not yet been set. The program will cost $80,000 to organize, most of which will be used to purchase gift cards. VPM News would like to issue a correction. A story we ran on Wednesday misstated the amount already spent from Richmond's Health Equity Fund. The fund has spent $560,000. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.